1: And be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds argue with each (laughs) other. All right. We're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye.
0: (laughs) You're listening to Never Heard of It, a Night Shift Radio production. As far as time travel movies go, this yeah. one was barely one.
1: Of all the movies that I've seen, this is one of them. This is one of them.
0: <laughs> uh, still one of our best uh, uh, Apple Podcast rating and reviews, uh, which was done, in fact, by uh, um, the uh, director of production for Nightshift Radio, Kelsey. That was pretty fantastic um yeah so speaking of which if you guys haven't uh, already uh, go ahead and uh, leave us a rating and review on uh, apple podcast or whatever podcast platform you listen to we'd appreciate it um and of course if you haven't already go ahead and hit subscribe that would also be cool
1: yeah yeah speaking of reviews looking at the reviews for this movie the uh the top one it's a one star out of ten not just bad but shamefully painfully bad I don't know that I have that strong of an opinion, but um, this person, this person did.
0: This person did. And I'll be honest, they're not wrong. They're just, you know, they're not wrong. Um, A little little hyperbolic. (laughs) A little hyperbolic, but yeah. Um, So, of course, we are, uh, we're on to uh, movie number four of five for November. Uh, and, uh, today we are covering the film Escape 2120, and with that I say, hello and welcome to the Never Heard of It podcast. I'm your host, Michael fight
1: And I am the devil's child.
0: <laughs> Caleb the devil's coy. So, uh, uh, yeah, so we're, we're doing a movie, uh, we're, we're, we're done doing it. We, we are um, done doing it. We are done doing it. So we're going to talk about this movie... Now, uh, I picked this movie because uh, the, um, the premise seemed interesting to me. And it is interesting. The premise is, is absolutely interesting. It's a detached orphan teen escapes to the future in suspended animation. But when he arrives at a natural utopia, he must evade a lynch mob convinced that he's the prophesied devil's child. Okay. So, I mean, at initial thought, I'm like... Cool. It's kind of a time travel movie. Kind of. Um, well, yeah. I'm like, so, you know, I mean, it, it really isn't. It's more of just a time waiting movie because he doesn't actually travel through time. Aren't all movies just kind of time waiting movies? Time waiting movies. I mean, sure. Uh, the Titanic the whole time. <laughs> we'll the thing any minute now. We'll see uh, Kate Winslet's boobs and then the thing will sink in the end.
1: Um, the end. <laughs> that was kind of like a foghorn.
0: Which would have been very helpful for the Titanic. Um, so, uh, too soon? I don't, know, maybe. Um, I, I don't think it's too ago.
1: soon for Titanic jokes. I, I think you're in the clear there.
0: That ship has sailed. Uh, I hate it. <laughs> I done did it to you. I done did it. Oh, yeah, so, I, think, I think
1: we're really picking up steam here.
0: Oh, (laughs) man. We just took that joke and sank it.
1: Um, Uh, so just ran (laughs) it (laughs) aground.
0: Cold. Um, so (laughs) brother. So, uh, yeah. So this
1: this whole episode can just be those
0: can be Titanic puns. Just
1: Titanic puns.
0: Yeah. I mean, if if we do that though, we'll never make it to our destination.
1: (laughs) I don't know, man. I'm just feeling unsinkable tonight. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the unsinkable, Caleb um, <laughs> uh Boy. Uh, so, uh, Escape 2120. It, uh, um, so, uh, something to note of this movie. So, you know, I did say that this movie's not fantastic, the reviews are saying it's not fantastic the trailer is not great. It's a terrible trailer. If you, if you did in fact watch this trailer, you were probably like, what the fuck is this movie? But I do want to note that this movie was made for $40,000. Um, so like,
1: that's good for them.
0: I mean, they made a movie, you know, I, uh, I think that's cool of them. Yeah. I like it when people make movies, when they get a chance to, you know,
1: I believe that that's, that seems like a thing you'd be into.
0: Yeah. It's weird. It's my kink. Um, (laughs) So this movie is really this movie is really confusing though I'm not going to lie. So it has it has a lot of elements of primer um that the uh a film we watched not that long ago. There mm-hmm. is there is kind of like elements of primer to it.
1: I noticed that uh, as well, yeah.
0: Yeah. There is uh there's very much elements of I don't know, I would say back to the future but not really Um, but there is element, I'm trying to think of the movie I'm thinking of where it's like, it was me all along, you know, like I can't think of the, the movie that I'm thinking of,
1: therefore. I have no idea what you're talking about.
0: Yeah, me either. (laughs) (laughs) Can I play the piano anymore? Well, of course you can. Well, I couldn't before. (laughs) I don't know why I thought that, but like, I have Planet of the Apes vibes. The I, just, end.
1: I just have one question for you. Was that a yes. blue mason jar?
0: It is. Yeah, we have blue mason jars. That's adorable. Isn't that fun? Yeah, um, we've got we've got the big ones, and then we've got little little ones too. Uh, and you've our, got the
1: clear ones. Those are clear. They're just plain. Just they're very yeah. basic.
0: They do their they do their job.
1: They contain liquids that then are contained into me. <laughs>
0: well since we are two guys uh, with beers talking about capes <laughs> what, what are, are we drinking, drinking? <laughs> it's water
1: <laughs> that it's just that water I'm extremely I'm thirsty those are
0: <laughs> fucking nerdy hipsters so uh, that was that was two references uh, to to uh, po- uh, night shift radio shows mind you by the way we reference left of the dial. Uh, which Caleb is one of the hosts for. That's true. And then we just referenced the Super Pod Hero cast, uh, which just recently did the film uh, The Crow, uh, City of Angels, the sequel to the Crow.
1: Isn't that the one that came out like 40 years later?
0: No, no, there was like there's like five of them. And the Crow City of Angels came out only a couple of years after uh-huh. um Brandon Lee died.
1: I have no context of like the time frame in which the crow existed. I know that it was within my lifetime and I know yeah. that he died. That's all I know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, The Crow City of Angels came out 2 years after the original Crow. Okay. Yeah. Um and uh so and Brandon uh Brandon Lee died um during the filming of The Crow because that was one of the first films where they replaced him digitally. I remember people being like Oh my god! It was so cool. He was like running on the rooftops, but it was digital because it was like (laughs) 1994, and people like didn't understand what the future was going to be for them. Like, like think about that. Like people blew their fucking minds about like them animating Brandon Lee running on a rooftop, and then you know, fucking 15 years later. Now it's just old hat. Like we animate dead people all the time. (laughs) We animate dead people all the time, right? Yeah. And then fucking we animate people all the time. Thanos is an entirely made-up character. Korg, entirely made-up character. All Marvel what? people. What? That's not a real person. <laughs> it's a person in a Korg suit. <laughs> um, anyways, we should talk about this movie. Guess, so yeah. uh, so the plot of this movie is, um, you know, this kid gets inside of uh, one of those things that you use to deliver pizza, and then he wakes up, and uh, Dollar Store Biff bullies him for a, for an hour, and uh, that's the movie. Have you noticed? With, along with Dollar that, Store Alan
1: Alda, like basically everyone in this movie is like a like the like Hydrox version of some other celebrity. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> We've got true. like young clone of Josh Hutcherson. Uh, yeah, that's who lead. I would thought it was at first. Yeah, uh, we have Larry David's stunt double as the doc. <laughs> and and then like confused my carrera as like one of the 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 strong men (laughs) right yeah it was uh what do you listen
0: man they only had forty thousand dollars what are you gonna do
1: um and i actually think that i might have gone to school with the the other lead i'm just uh, kidding nalia
0: samantha epema
1: yeah I, i don't actually know where that was
0: Yeah, she she was. uh, um, Anyway, so we'll talk about this movie. So so the movie starts off um, where it's like, hey, we're going to do something really boring for 40 minutes and then eventually we'll get into the actual thing you were interested in. It's like, cool. So the the movie stars uh, Dave or, or is the character Dave, who is played by Edward Pritchard. Um, Edward Pritchard uh um definitely so he was born in England which explains it because he was struggling to keep his American accent <laughs> um but he uh
1: he speaks in very short sentences
0: he does so he he doesn't he hasn't really been in much so this is uh definitely one of the um uh, probably one of his biggest roles uh to date so he was in a thing called
1: game of chairs it, I mean that's very obviously uh like Parody of Game of Thrones. Oh. Yeah. I,
0: I knew that. Yeah. Uh it's whatever. Um, and then he was in a thing called The Adventures of Water Bottle John, who also star, stars uh Paul Kandarian, um, who was the doc in this movie. Who oh, was, was the guy?
1: yeah like just the two of them.
0: Yeah. And then uh he was in a, a movie called You're Invited
1: um Paul Kandarian was water bottle John and Edward was yogurt pot Dan
0: yogurt pot Dan <laughs> they That's, call me yogurt oh. pot Dan <laughs> they call me yogurt pot Dan you'll never know uh I love I always love like listen I you know mine is uh I guess my IMDb is probably somewhat the same but it's like known for and it's like snow globes in summer and like a bunch of movies that I'm like I've never heard of any of these um yeah. Although I guess I can I can humble brag that one of my known for is a quiet place too. So that's like that's, that's how kind I know you. credibility. Right. That's how we met. We we were like hiding out from you know alien insect things or whatever.
1: What is this?
0: And I was like, oh my god. And you were like, shut the fuck up, dude. You're gonna die. Um shh <laughs> What the fuck's wrong with you? Um uh, yeah. So uh, so Dave, we learn is an orphan, um, which I'm still entirely unsure what the point of the story of him being an orphan is like I get in the larger picture of why we're like, oh, that's the whole parent thing. But like at first glance, you're just kind of like, OK,
1: I mean, I like, guess it sets up that he has no like material connection to the the present. And then he meets the these two older people who act almost like stand-in parental figures that's that's yeah. all I got for you
0: yeah so so uh Dave uh, it works he's kind of in a foster uh, home like uh, environment um, and you know he's he's now uh, an adult so he's so we know we, we, he's at least 18 or older and uh, he's basically cycling out so the so the place that he's living at is like dude you gotta go like you're you're an adult now. You need to get the far, like get a job and get out of here. And he he had been working with um Doc and uh Doc and Sally. Um, I don't know. Maybe it just sounded uh, magical.
1: It's like that penfold so, uh, song. Jack
0: yeah, and Jack Sally. and Sally. Yeah, that's a good song. Jack and Sarah. It's cool. Is it Sarah? Yeah. Uh, I think it's Jack and Sarah. I don't know right. but that's like the Jack and or third Sally. Time. I guess
1: is is Nightmare Before Christmas.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> oh. Somebody should make that mm. as a parody song. Um, and it's also, it's not Jack, it's Zach. Zach and Sarah. We were totally wrong. We were completely we were wrong. We close. Everything, <laughs> everything about
1: what we said was wrong. Yeah. I guess it's we- It's okay, we'll we, fix uh, it in post.
0: <laughs> we missed that iceberg. Ah. Um, it's coming full circle, so we're getting, you know, we said we'd do it. Uh, so we meets uh, the doc and and his wife, Sally, um, who uh, are, uh, they, they uh, say that they are physicists and basically they're they're working on this thing, um, basically a stasis chamber. So there was this really weird, like really weird thing. So they they bring him in and they open this box and they pull out a banana and they un, they peel the banana and, and he takes a little chunk off and he hands it to the wife and she takes a little chunk off and then they hand it to him. And he's like, OK, but like they spent a really long time like showing them do this And they're like, eat the banana, oink, wink, wink. And he's like, you're fucking weird. What's wrong with the banana? And they're like, we put this banana in this box a year ago. And he was like, gross. Mind you, we do have to point out, every actor in this movie is terrible. (laughs) And I feel bad for them. I I don't mean that as insulting. Their performances are bad.
1: Everything is very wooden. (laughs) Everything is very stiff.
0: Yeah, everything is very stiff and like, what why would you say such things you know it was like well really rough um but anyway so um so they explain the idea is that they've created a stasis chamber um so think back to primer it is very much primer Mm -hmm. except the other way around so instead of getting in the box and jumping backwards in time Mm -hmm, when mm -hmm, you get mm -hmm. in the box it jumps you forwards in time um because you know reasons
1: The box that they uh, put the banana and some watches in a year ago is lined with foil in order to maintain the stasis field. <clears throat> sure. Uh, which runs off of like two D cell batteries.
0: Yes. Very actual science.
1: Um, and so they uh, they extend this to human science by getting uh space blankets. So I, I guess like foil blankets.
0: Sure. Yeah, as you do. Like yeah. you do. It's I mean. Head down to the Discovery Store and buy some space blankets.
1: Yeah. Well, he said that they were uh, on sale at like the, the Army Navy Store or whatever. Oh, yeah. Army surplus. I don't Costco. know.
0: Costco. Yeah. yeah.
1: Probably at Costco. <laughs> <He> got, <laughs> they got he, everything, man. Got a whole bunch of toilet paper while he was there, some frozen pizzas, <laughs> like 30 pounds of ground beef, and some space blankets.
0: <laughs> I have these wasabi-flavored edamame. This shit's fucking... I don't know.
1: I I think I've been to a Costco once in my life.
0: I think I've been twice, actually. Um, Yeah. There's one here, but it's like a 35... Well, now it's like an hour drive. But from where I used to live, it was like a 30-minute drive. And I'm like, it's not worth the savings, man. Same thing with Trader Joe's. There's one... Now it's like like maybe 15 minutes away, but it was like 20 minutes away. And I'm like, I'm not driving to fucking Trader Joe's. There's a Wegmans, you know, 10 minutes from my house.
1: You know, that's like a five minute difference, right?
0: I, that's fucking absurd. <laughs> I refuse to do it. <laughs> what do you think? I'm just made of time, Caleb? You think time grows on trees?
1: <laughs> For all I know, it does. <laughs> do it's, you have Trader Joe's time, Just Caleb? go on down to the time tree. Um... Go ahead. Pluck me a couple hours. Oh, man. I walk to the grocery store. <laughs> it's, everything's at least a 15-minute trip for me, so it's fine.
0: Yeah, well, now the grocery store comes to us. So, That's true. That's true. Because uh, we, rev- <laughs> we refuse to leave the house. So.
1: Shipped.com.
0: <laughs> yeah. This uh, episode Instacart. is not sponsored,
1: but it could be.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it could be. Either Instacart or Shipped, either one of us. Let's yeah, do it. Let's um do so, it. So they start explaining the process of stasis and they do it in the most mundane way possible is they're like, here's this cool watch. Put the watch in the box. And then when it comes out, check what time's on the watch. And I'm like, this is the dumb, like this is, it's just a really dumb thing. But there's also a flaw in it. So later in the movie, they explain that when you go in the stasis chamber, time doesn't pass at all for you you don't age or anything like that but if mm-hmm. if you don't age that means your 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 functions everything inside the box is basically frozen in time mm-hmm. and everything outside of the box is changing but that's mm-hmm. not really what's happening in this scenario so in this scenario it's everything in the box is going forward in time but the outside world is changing
1: no no the, the way they explained it is exactly what's happening that's- the outside the box, the world progresses for as long as you like set the timer, like you just it just keeps going. You you stay the same and come out in that moment in the future. You've just been in there, not aging, not having bowel movements, not decomposing for a year, three minutes, a hundred years, whatever the, the case may be. Uh, within that field, the only thing that, that's weird to me is. Like, how do you control what happens to you, like to like externally while you're in there? I mean, that like the box that they put them in, like that would that decompose, or like there's the, they do uh, address the the possibility that like the location could get like bulldozed or you know things like that. There's there's a lot of factors externally that you have no control over that would terrify me about this process.
0: Well, so this is so this is the the thing I was talking about where it's instead of a time travel movie, it's just about a time waiting movie is because when they put the the watch in the box and then they wait, they don't wait for the three minutes that they say they're going to wait. They wait you know, like one minute and then he opens it, but sees that the clock has, or that, that the watch has progressed farther than the time that they waited.
1: No, the watch was the same time that they put it in the box. They did wait three minutes. It just, they didn't let three minutes of real time pass in the film. Oh, see, Um,
0: I got a flip-flop. So I thought that... So when he... Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yes. I I must have... I misheard that part then, I guess.
1: He says it's off by three minutes. And same thing with uh, when they they put the watch initially in with the banana a year ago. Yep. Like, the doc takes it out and says, what's wrong with this watch? And he says, the date's a year year off. A year behind. Yeah. Yep. So...
0: Ah, okay. That's, That's the part I think I got confused about.
1: I mean, it's still a very confusing movie, but that part... I guess checks out. Yeah, it's so the 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 whole uh, relativity thing. The stasis field essentially holds them relative. I don't know. It's yeah. I'm not I, a physicist. Uh, I mean, very you, actual science. You know this about me. <laughs>
0: I, I do know that Caleb is not a physicist. It's true. So so Dave is is talking with with uh, Doc and Sally, and you know, they're like, listen, you know, now that we've explained to you about stasis and time travel, like and, and how this is gonna work, because it's not really time travel, it's just stasis. You're what so we're gonna mad do. About that. <laughs> I am very mad about it, because it's not it's not time travel. And it's not that I'm mad about it, it's just I want to clarify because. It, it isn't time. It isn't a time travel movie as much as I thought it was. It has the same so,
1: net effect.
0: It, it's kind of the same. It's in the same realm, but it's just it's kind of it's time traveled the long way around. Yeah. Um. You know. Uh. That was a Doctor Who reference. Um. So he. So so the Doc and Sally basically say to Dave, like, look, this is what we're gonna do. We've decided we're going to get in the we we've created human sized boxes for these we're gonna mm-hmm. get in the boxes and we are you know we're gonna you know jump back out in whatever 100 years or something 21 and they're 20. like twenty one twenty right they're so they're like so so in 100 years we're we're gonna bounce out of this box we're gonna you know see what the world's like in 100 years but you know our house is useless to us now because we're we're going to go off and and you know uh, you know live in these you know cryo freeze until the year 2120 or or freeze not cryo freeze um and uh so we want to just give you this house we're going to give you this house because you are you know i don't know you you were there and uh we picked you at random um and so he was like uh okay cool and then he gets really sad about it uh, for like a week, which is really weird, uh, because like this is the perfect situation to like solve the problem he's in because like he's getting kicked out of his foster house, he doesn't have any money, he barely has a job, and now he motherfucker just got a free house and car. Like, mm-hmm. this is dope. Like, this is exactly what he should have. Now we did learn that that Dave was in a car accident when he was uh younger, but not much younger. Um, it seems to be you know probably within the past couple of years because somebody says to him like oh were you driving at the time? and he was like, no, I was in the back seat so like and it seems like it's very fresh
1: yeah, it's hard to tell
0: but it's he's, really weird
1: yeah the, I don't know he he acts like it was something that that happened because I'm assuming this is what killed his parents like yeah so mm-hmm. oh, this is something that happened when he was very young, but then they they show the flashback of it and he's not uh and yeah, you know the question of like you know, was he driving um he doesn't say like no i was too young so like we don't have a frame of reference to know for sure
0: right so so the only thing i can assume is that since we know that he's at least 18 that this happened sometime in the past two years <laughs> um assuming but, uh but the other thing that's weird about this is like so his parents had no other family or friends or anything like that he ended up in foster care i mean it happens so like both of them are only children. Their parents are dead.
1: Maybe everybody hated them. Yeah, I mean, maybe his parents were terrible people.
0: Yeah, maybe I mean, he's should, a terrible he, person. He, he's a terrible person. We don't know. even. Uh, even Harry Potter ended up with oh. his his aunt and uncle, his Aunt mm. Petunia.
1: <laughs> um, but you you mentioned though, like he's like basically in, inheriting all of these things that like would set him up in exactly what he needs to be, uh, you know, a functioning independent adult house car, uh, a sum of money, uh, to get himself started and whatnot. But you know what? The one thing he doesn't have, it's love. Fuck my life. (laughs) He, no, I, I, I honestly think that like it, they, they don't do a great job of, uh, of really setting up his motivation. But, it, like, to me, the reason he gets mopey and sad and the reason that, like, this isn't, like, the like the best thing that's ever happened to him uh, in his short life uh, is because he quickly becomes attached to these people as surrogate parents. And they're like, well, we're leaving now. And he's like, oh, man.
0: Yeah. I mean, so my thing is, is I think, I, I don't think that, that uh, they did a very good job of establishing that Doc and Sally were like a major part of his life and like how he was chosen because they, they basically bring him in. They're like, well, you were chosen because of, you know, this, you know, this test you took and blah, blah, blah. Instead of being like, Hey, you know, I've been tutoring you for four years now, you know, like I knew you before your parents, like that's how it should have been. Like they obviously like, they didn't even know his parents were dead yeah because like he goes to drive the car and he's like, Oh, I haven't driven since, And he trails off and he was like, oh, were you driving at the time? Or and he was like, no, I was in the backseat. And then we get our flashback. So like, it's really weird because, you know, I get like, I totally get what they're trying to set up of why he actually is sad because he thought he was replacing his parents. But like, we're talking this happens over the course of knowing these people for maybe a week. Yeah. Like barely a week.
1: Yeah. Like it, it feels like they try to establish this really deep, complex relationship between these characters. Um, but they do so in like a really choppy series of like montage scenes of them like testing the equipment and like selling the equipment and going for one last drive and having dinner and stuff like that. But like it really like it can't have been more than a few days and what they even say there
0: he's like you know he's like well you know we we've uh, we've only, we're doing this in a week he says at mm-hmm. the start of it like we're in one week we're going to do this we've got all our affairs in order and then at the very last time we you know right before it happens um she says uh, sally says um okay we're going to go off and and you know uh, tie up loose ends with our friends uh you know give us a day or whatever and then and then the next time we see them is when he's putting them in the box.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which, like, they get themselves a nice little uh, above-ground mausoleum with, yep. Uh, yep. with the names Doc and Miss Sally uh, uh. carved into the stone wall uh, with some, some nice uh, horse paintings or something. like. Very, yeah. Very, very gentle, very peaceful. With, uh, like, and a and little
0: it, trick... You know, and little, little, like a little trick key thing,
1: trick lock that uses a fucking tire iron as a like a, an Allen wrench sort of thing. <laughs> it's, it's weird. It is very weird. And like like they, they they make a point of showing like this this stone door is incredibly heavy and moves very slowly, and it just makes me wonder like okay they're they're showing it open from the outside because open and close. Well, they actually they never even show it close. No. Nope. Uh, so presumably he has to crank the thing the opposite way uh yeah does it have the same kind of lock on the inside they don't show him leaving an allen wrench uh tire iron whatever the fuck it is uh for them to open it up yeah like how
0: did they get out
1: they seem really confident that they're going to be able to just pop right out when they're done like they 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 put a lot of thought into this presumably uh i mean their whole reasoning for not staying in the house was you know what if something happens to like house gets sold it gets bulldozed for development or you know something like that which sure i mean which it's totally logical i mean their their plan the 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 general
0: idea of the plan is really fucking smart it Mm -hmm. really is like you know where to put the stasis you know like the primer guys you know had them in like a like a you know a a storage uh, place which is like smart for the short term that they were doing it in um, but like these guys were like, no, like this is a hundred years from now. Like, what's the one thing that somebody's not gonna fuck up? And it's it's likely not gonna be a cemetery. I mean, we have yeah. cemeteries that are a hundred, two hundred years old now. Yeah. Um, so like that was it was very smart of them. I think that was very clever.
1: Absolutely. And it yeah. uh, also was a little bit of a of a joke because it's like, oh, it's our final resting place.
0: Ha. <laughs> 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 we might die
1: um and uh well, he, yeah. he, he does make that joke he's like you know if something <laughs> happens well it was an appropriate spot <laughs> <laughs> right we're exactly where we should be
0: <laughs> um and so so now they've they've gone in their in their place and you know Dave is uh you know he's off and he's like, all right well you know I guess this is it and uh he he's kind of starts getting the sads and uh realizes that you know, uh, like this is stupid i want to go be with with doc and sally so he um makes uh basically home makes one of these uh these stasis containers
1: yeah kind of so well kind i mean kind of here's the, actually where my behind. problems begin with this movie like up until yeah. the point this point like i've i've been pretty lenient but uh here's a, i got a lot of problems with you people i have a lot <laughs> of problems with you people <laughs> um he has access to their test boxes, which were in the the living room of the house yes um uh, yeah, because make they it were a point, using them they make it a point to show that they've got test boxes in the living room at the same time as they've already set up uh they've prepared they' they're ready to go in the mausoleum. so that's at least four boxes, two sets. yeah, where did those other two go? first of all, where did they go because they don't they don't transport those. To the mausoleum, to my knowledge, uh, unless they, like, just kind of filmed things in a weird order. Because uh, as far as I could tell from, like, trying to pay as close attention as I could, those boxes were still in the living room when they were setting up the, the mausoleum. So there's that. Where did those go? He well, we do see one tra- later. He digs through the trash and finds the the cell battery with the button uh, from the original cardboard box grabs one of the space blankets by itself and just goes off into a cave and like tucks himself uh, in for the night. Like doesn't right, have like, like a, a fully con- enclosed box to create the feel like homeboy doesn't really think this through very well.
0: Well, I mean, that's the other thing. Like he's just fucking, you know, sleeping bagging it in a cave. Like you're telling me that in 200 years or however far away it ends up being that nobody just walked up and be like, yo, there's a fucking dude like sleeping in a blanket right here like next to me
1: and what what would happen yeah what would happen if someone walked in during the, the interim while he was uh, in the stasis field would they find I him just, like or would would the bag be empty because he technically is like separated from from time and space until he comes out the other sign like because they, they do kind of address this later on when they're like, oh, the, the box is empty now, but when I press this button, Doc will appear. I'm like, what?
0: Which <laughs> is confusing because that's not what they described with the bananas, that the banana exists in the box. Basically, everything inside the box the box just freezes, but the outside of the box is still there. It, again, it's stasis. It's not time travel. So if somebody were to wander up and just open the blanket he would be he would just be fucking in there just sitting there because he's he's just locked in time
1: primer does kind of address this too though cuz they they get into the boxes and go backwards in time and right. w- during that time like the box is empty because they've already gone backwards so right. like once someone gets into the box and goes back you can get into it again
0: well, so that's, that's the difference though, because primer is going back in time. So when, mm-hmm. when, when the, somebody, so once they've gone back in time and you go up to it, they're not there anymore because they haven't gotten there yet. The issue with it being in the future is that time is still happening outside. Like everything's happened. Like he's, he's not traveling. He's just there mm-hmm. waiting for a hundred years. So mm-hmm. like everything is still happening around him and he still exists right there because he's not, he didn't jump to the future. He's just sitting there waiting for the future, which is why I'm very specific to say this is not a time travel movie up until the end. Even, and then there is an instance of time travel.
1: Even discount the idea of uh, a human doing some spelunking and walking by and being like, Oh, what's, what's with the blanket here, buddy? Like an animal. Uh, a right. strong gust of wind, a flood in the cave, like right. There, there rock are rock falls of, on them. Yeah, lots of dead. scenarios I can think of that are just absolutely terrifying, uh, and yeah. most of them are why I don't go in caves to begin with. Right. I mean,
0: <laughs> bears. Um, uh, but Hey, so, so now that we know that Dave gets in his little blanket and he's going to travel forward in time to meet up with his, uh, friends that he met just the other day, um, his BFFs, uh, let's go ahead and take a quick break. Uh, before we take a break, um, we want to thank everybody for entering our giveaway contest, um, which just recently ended, uh, and we'll be announcing a winner very soon. Um, so thank you guys very much for for entering the giveaway. Very exciting. We we gave away a um, BusaTech power bank, uh, the power bank macro. Which if you guys are on YouTube, you guys can see it right here because obviously we haven't shipped it yet. And uh, we also gave away an Ahoyt shirt, a Noite shirt, never heard of it shirt, um, to uh, the winner, which is pretty exciting. So yeah. uh, uh, if you were the winner and you are listening to this because we have not drawn your name uh, name yet, congrats. That's how time travel uh, works. That's how time travel really works. Uh, but yeah, so thank you everyone for entering. We uh, Super excited. You know, we we were glad we were able to do this and expect more giveaways uh, in the future, including one from the Night Shift Radio uh, team. And speaking of the Night Shift Radio team, man, we got a lot of podcasts. Yeah. Caleb, where would someone go to learn about Night Shift Radio, uh, the media company, as well as the other podcasts we have?
1: Conveniently, you can go right to nightshiftradio.com and while you're there, you can click on the shows page and see all of the uh, shows currently available on the Night Shift Radio Media Network. Uh, I say currently because we've got a bunch of great stuff in the works, so keep your eyes open there. Uh, we also have the, the print edition of our Storyteller Series podcast, uh, as well as a blog that gets uh, curated with content from across the whole network. And so there's lots of great stuff on that site. Uh, and we, we mentioned the uh, Never Heard of It shirts that we gave away. Uh, you can find a link to our merch store on there as well
0: spectacular um yeah and if you were so inclined and you wanted to uh um you know maybe send us a, a movie suggestion december is coming up we'd love to do more uh, uh listener requests mm-hmm. um you could go over to the nahoit.com that's the n-h-o-i uh t-h-e-n-h-o-i-t the nahoit.com
1: I, I believed in one. you. I knew you'd get there. Thank actually.
0: you. I get there, and uh, and you can go ahead and we have a uh, submission form. You can submit and be like, "Yo, you should totally cover insert random movie name," and we'll uh, check it out and and uh, you know maybe add it to our list. Um, or if you want to be like, "Yo, you guys are fucking terrible. Please stop making podcasts." We'll <laughs> be like, "Hey, thanks for the feedback. We're still going to."
1: Yeah, um, we we will take that under advisement.
0: Yes, we'll submit it to the, the uh, tribe of brothers. What's um, <laughs> the reference to I, the movie. I get um, it. I get it. Because <laughs> I watched and, this movie. Uh, but if you did not want to traverse the web and you're like, yo, man, I'm just on Twitter and Instagram all the time, you could go to the Nahoyt podcast, the N-H-O-I-T podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. It's true. Tag us in movie trailers, uh, you know, just tweet at us or, or even tag us in Instagram and be like, yo, this is a thing and this is what I want to tell you guys. We would appreciate it. Also give us a follow there. Um, and uh, yeah, so let's go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, we will finish with Escape 21,
1: 20. You're listening to a Night Shift Radio production. Night Shift Radio is a modern media company, bringing you shows that entertain, inform, and most importantly, provide an escape. Never Heard of It dives into the world of bad, obscure, and sometimes just weird movies. Follow along with the crew of Set Condition One as they experience the 2004 sci-fi hit Battlestar Galactica one episode at a time. Each week on Left of the Dial, we explore a new record, or revisit an old favorite. We bring in guests to talk about their own music, and the state of the industry. The Superpod Hero Cast, guys with beers talking about movies with capes. They draw a random comic-inspired movie from Thor's helmet, and offer thorough, insightful, and humorous commentary. And once a month, tune into the Storyteller series, and get lost in the magic of a good old-fashioned radio drama. Learn more about these fine shows at nightshiftradio.com and subscribe on your favorite platform.
0: Hello and welcome back. From the future! The world (laughs) of tomorrow! Why do you gotta do that? (laughs) Oh, let me have fun.
1: Um, Oh boy, I... Oh, look at that. I, I pulled up our website earlier, com, and I forgot. Hey, what a great like, website. It's like, why do I have this tab open? Because uh, I was looking at it. Uh, you mentioned the trailer for this website, and that had me think, because I uh, actually didn't watch it prior to uh, to watching the movie. I just found and posted it on the site as I wanted to do. Uh, yeah. Because I was like, wait, did I actually do that this month? Yes, I did. So yeah. that's, that's why that was open. Oh, um, very nice. Escape 2120 makes it feel like it's going to be some like a big action movie like it, it shit really like goes terribly wrong and like they got they got to escape I ex- I expected a lot more running yeah
0: yeah there was no running was- in fact there wasn't even really like uh if we don't press the green button in 10 minutes, (laughs) the blah, 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 it'll just be... There was, like, no time constraints, like, uh, uh, ironically, there were no time constraints (laughs) in this movie whatsoever. Like, it very much just was was like, hey, I should do this thing now.
1: A little bit of an escape, but it was a very slow-motion escape. A very, like... We we got time to sit here by a fire and look at the Grand Canyon for the night as long as we prop the door open to... The portal pod,
0: yeah. So no <laughs> one else can
1: come. <laughs> the The portal potty.
0: Now, <laughs> there are a couple of things I do want to talk about um, in this movie that I thought were like really interesting concepts that they that they talked about, but were like I don't know things I would have wanted to talk about more. So, like one of them is uh, nobody in the future eats processed food, or uh, basically everybody is vegan in the future and they don't cook food like everything's paleo but vegan in which the
1: future honestly sounds like a miserable life to me even I mean, like
0: it absolutely sounds terrible
1: like even if you're if you've eschewed the the eating of animal products which is fine okay uh but like not cooking anything like not like just just like i love tomatoes don't get me wrong but when he makes the joke of like oh a juicy steak would be nice and she hands him an underripe beefsteak tomato that he just starts mowing down on like I, I didn't have to be there to know that that was not a good tomato. That was unripe. It was mealy. It was like, un, like I I could taste how unpleasant it was. Uh, yeah. And well, I I will fucking munch on a tomato like it's an apple or any other piece sure. of fruit if yeah, it's a good I fresh, uh, ripe garden tomato. That was not. Then like no. And you know traveling, uh, forwards in time, and that's your first meal. Like. This this is not a place that I want to spend the rest of my life in. Right. Well, there's still also some.
0: I mean, there's some sense of currency, although it does seem like the the society lives more off like a a communal. Everybody just does everything because there is a reference to money.
1: Well, he he stumbles into a. Uh, it, there's a, a series of yurts uh, in this wooded area near the the caverns that he took his nap in. Uh, and one of them has, like, a bar. Rip Van Winkle. Yeah. So <laughs> he sits down He's at the bar. He's Rip Van
0: Winkle. This, yeah. this fucking Rip Van Winkle.
1: There it is. There it is. That's that's what the movie is. That is exactly what it is. You're right. Um, oh, he sits down at the bar, and just kind of, like, looks around, like, eh, hey. enjoying the sights of nothing, because it's a small tent, uh, and the bartender, who inexplicably has, like, a Welsh accent or something, is like, what yeah. can I get for you? He's like, oh, I'm good. And the guy's like looking at him like, the fuck are you doing here then? And he's <laughs> like, like oh, get I, out I, of
0: my fucking bar.
1: I don't have any money. He's like, oh, you must mean credits. <laughs> like you, you get the reference, but it's not weird to you that he called it something totally different. First of all, first of all. Uh, and then right. he goes on to say, uh, well, I don't expect I, I carry anything important enough to need credits. Uh, motherfucker, you got food and drinks, right? Like that's pretty important. Uh, Right. Now, don't get me wrong. I like the idea that uh, they possibly have some sort of currency based society, but have decided that your basic needs like food and shelter and transportation and whatnot don't cost you. And clothes, I like that yes. a lot. That's a sure. That's, I mean, it
0: definitely seems like they've de- deconstructed capitalism, but like that's the a future. of This liberal ones, but like <laughs> a bar exists. So like, what's the point of the bar? I guess to like serve people, but if you can just get, like, I, I kind of don't understand, like, I get the concept, but I don't understand the purpose.
1: You know, you're starting to sound like Tom Zarek. <laughs> <laughs> Why That's should the bartender three, serve me?
0: Three podcast references. <laughs> What's in it for him? <laughs> What's in
1: it for him? A big well, thing. <laughs>
0: Sure. I mean, I, I I get it. You know, in a capitalist society, the whole point of the bartender uh, being a bartender is to make money so that they can go off and buy their own things, pay their rent, get their clothes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if there's no need for any of that kind of stuff, um, I guess I could see them just being like, well, I just want to serve the people and blah, blah, blah. But if it's but still like credits exist, which also is really annoying because money is such a generic term. Like, it's so pretentious for them to be like, well, I don't have any money. And he'd be like, oh, you must mean credits. Like, I don't go to a store and be like, no, I'm sorry, I don't have any money. And they'd be like, no, you mean American dollars. Like, nobody (laughs) fucking says that. You know what I mean when I say money. Currency. (laughs) Currency. You, oh, you. You know, like, it was just. It was just such a, like, it was just annoying. Like, it would have been, you know, I think the whole thing could have played off just fine. And I get they're trying to be like, well, in the future, it's called credits or units or whatever, you know, futuristic bullshit term you want to put onto currency. Yeah, But well, like you money know Money is a generic term.
1: Uh, I was promised that in the future, all restaurants would be Taco Bell, and that's not the case here. So, <laughs> fuck you and your credits. <laughs> well, maybe they were Taco... Talk- oh, yeah, because this was uh 20
0: no but this is this is after demolition man would have taken place so this could have still this could still be what it's like because i think demolition uh, man's like in the year 2000 still
1: maybe all restaurants being taco bell is what led to an entirely vegan paleo society
0: i believe this (laughs) i i wholeheartedly believe this as a fact this podcast is not brought to you by taco bell but it should be (laughs) I fucking but it love be. Taco Bell, <laughs> especially now. Maybe they'd be like, fuck you, idiots. Um, uh, I mean, they, they're they the only ones that won the franchise war, and I still believe that to be true. I think that Demolition Man uh, was prophecy.
1: Demolition Man was a true story.
0: It was a true story. It just hasn't happened yet.
1: Taco Bell won the franchise wars, and the world is shit.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's true. Nobody touches people anymore. Everything's super hygienic because, you know, coronavirus happened. And, uh, you know, they got rid of sex um, because, uh, I don't know. Because you can't be in the
1: same room as people
0: anymore. (laughs) Right. And they were like, ew, I either got a bone or die. Nope. Guess I'll die. (laughs) Guess I'll die. Um, Yeah, so... uh, Anyways, back to escape 2120. So we learn that so once uh, uh Dave gets there, he tries to go which also is another slip because he he refers to um he refers to the bathroom as a privy. Yes. Yes. Um, he does. Which is just such fucking British slang, you know, instead of you know, he might as well have been like, Oh yeah, I was trying to go to the loo the after loof. I used the lift mate. The w- was just, WC. The WC, eh? Um and, All right, uh, Edward. So he uh so he ends up meeting Nalia. And uh Nalia um uh is just ever so charmed by watching him piss outside of uh, this house.
1: Because he couldn't and figure out just how like, to turn the lights ah, on and what he thought mm. was the privy.
0: Well what he thought was the privy. And so, but I, I still think it's funny that she was just like, you know, some dude comes out, ah. And just, you know, starts peeing and she's like, "Ah, hmm. "Huh,
1: how quaint and charming. This is just a thing that happens all the time. This is just totally not weird at all in this society. Given that we don't actually see any uh, WCs or privies or even outhouses, like, maybe that is a thing that happens all the time.
0: I mean, that is very true. It could be. I mean, they're all living in yurts. So, you know,
1: in in their little huts. For all we know, this is just how life is. Yeah. they don't cook anything, and they 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 shit in the woods. Maybe they are bears. <laughs>
0: That's a society of hairless bears that talk. <laughs> um, so, so Dave, you know, Dave, uh, uh, you know, obviously, still thinks he's in the year twenty one twenty. He's trying to find the Doc and Sally. He he explains the story, and through you know a, a bunch of revealing anachronisms, you know, Nolly is like, wait a minute you are not from this time period. You must be the devil's child. And so she goes off and explains this very stupid wives tale, which is very annoying. Cause she was like, it's the prophecy. The prophecy says that this woman was going around looking for the devil's child. And like, which, you know, it's a very old tale. And then she's like, Oh, but by the way, um, that woman is actually real. And I met her only like 10 years ago. And you're like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> She's like, it's really
1: weird. This is the next big problem I have with this. Why the fuck sure. does this legend exist? Okay, so supposedly she met the Winter Lady, uh, which yeah. is a uh, um, oh, another interesting concept, a, a metaphor because the uh, the way that they travel through portals uses the same essential like uh, stasis concept as the the time machines in this, uh, and so they. Uh, don't experience the time in the same way as they travel all around space and all around the earth and whatnot. So, uh, they don't count in years, they count in seasons. And so winter is, you know, the later years of your life as your hair turns gray and it's your season to rest and reflect and whatnot. So she describes this winter woman who we see in a flashback is Sally. Uh, I just dropped something. uh, uh <laughs> is Sally. Yes, but she's older. Um, but why? Why is Sally talking about the Devil's Child? Why is Sally looking for the Devil's Child? How does Sally know that uh, not only did Dave follow them? Which I guess, like, it's you know, she could probably guess that like he would have thought of it, but to know exactly where he was going to to come out in the kid. Well, that's, so that's a the huge thing, like, hole.
0: So, like, huge. huge. Who created the story of the devil's child? So, I mean, like, th- we're supposed to
1: believe it was her because they yeah, did like- initially come out in 2120 and supposedly lived a good chunk of their, their lives. Uh, and we learned that Doc is supposed to have died at in 2149 in his yeah. 70s, and so presumably, since Sally is roughly that age now, you know, uh, which we learn actually, like. Dave overshot by, like, 700 years or, like, 600 years. Like, it is, like, in the 2700s, uh, which, yeah. again, how the fuck does that happen? Um, right. He overshot by on this time, and supposedly the, the, this woman is looking for him, and so she must be, like, jumping back in her box uh, periodically and just Eyo. waiting out time to see if, uh, if he shows up. Like, why? There's well, never an explanation as to why.
0: Right. And and so the other half of that, too, is we we learned that, you know, so so the whole idea of of the the stasis chamber is that you basically you you get in it, you wait out your time, you wake up, you know, once time has passed to whatever time frame it is that you want. But we learned that at some point in that time period in in the you know, the late, uh, you know, 2000s and the 2700s or whatever. Is that time travel is actually invented because at one point, Dave towards the end of the movie is actually sent back in time. He's sent back in time to kind of like fix all of the shit that he did wrong, uh, which is basically like come into this small little village where only like nine people live. And fuck everything up and everyone would go crazy, you know, and he introduced a bunch of things that didn't exist anymore. Like they're disgusted by the fact that he has fish hooks. They're like, Ew, you eat meat, this is gross. He has um handcuffs, he has uh which is weird. He does um
1: the Sammy, like Samuel goes and finds them because he oh, talks I about he fa- them.
0: Well, I thought he found the taser, but I thought the kit is is what Dave had, and that was the fish hooks in fish the hook thing, and the things and a pocket. Says, like, knife. Oh, yeah, that was part of his like, kit. I thought the handcuffs were in that, too.
1: He's like, you know what these are used for? For catching and gutting fish. And everyone's scandalized, like, oh, my God. Yeah. Um, yeah and, and then it, a scene it,
0: later, we see him uh, drinking raw eggs. It's Yeah.
1: And it's not even so much that, like, Dave has done anything wrong to, like, really upset this, this balance here. It's that they think that he is this legend, uh, which, for all we know, he essentially is. Uh, and so that's what causes them to go into like a, a, a miniature panic, because they think that he's some sort of monster or disruptive influence.
0: It's, <clears throat> but but still, like the whole prophecy of the devil's child still doesn't explain if the devil's child is bad or good, because there's no like. It doesn't explain the anything. devil's child's gonna come and then. And then what? Like He's- what? What happens with it? Like they don't ever say what exactly happens when the devil child shows up. I mean, yeah, like exactly. For those of you on YouTube, <laughs> you see Caleb being like, "I don't fucking know." I'm. <sighs> I don't know, man. Anyways, so uh, so Nalia and and Dave, you know, now she's more into it. She's showing him a little about the world. She takes him to a library, and you know, again, this is another interesting concept. He was like, "Oh, you do have computers," and she was like, "Yeah," and he was like, "Oh, he's like, well, I've been to a library before, and you know, there's computers in every room," and she's like, "Well, that must be boring," <laughs> and uh, and that's. It's a very interesting, uh, again, that's, this is a very interesting cultural prediction um, that I thought was really cool. I, I like the idea of them being like, yeah, computers are awesome. We use them, you know, f- for these technical tasks. But, like, it's not a daily, th- like, you use them for very specific purposes. Like, hey, we're about to go to the library and I use it to look up information or I look up where this physical book is. hmm that's that's what I use a computer for, or hey, I'm gonna use it so we can travel to fucking Mars in five seconds, you yeah. know like that's what computers are for they're utilities and less lifestyle
1: and she she kind of makes the same uh comment about electricity in general, she's like, you know when we have it, we just we use it more responsibly than they did back in the material days,
0: yeah, <laughs> which is which is also really interesting i mean i I love that that concept of like of course we have electricity, you fucking idiot, but <laughs> I'm not just going to use it for everything. What are you, stupid? You know, like, and that's another very interesting concept. Um, The clothes is another, uh it's one of those futuristic things that are thrown in. However, they've already explained the idea of the society. It's a very communal society. It's very in touch with nature. You know, I mean, they, they age based on, on, um, uh on season. So when you're young, it's spring. When you're in your your prime, it's summer. As you're, you know, older, it's fall. And then when you're in your last years, it's winter because your hair turns white. Um, you know, like the snow on the ground. And uh sorry, Caleb, you're <laughs> you're in your winter years. I I've been in my winter you, years for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb's been in his winter years since he was twenty five. And uh But so that's like also a very interesting concept, getting rid of the the concept of of years and time. I mean, time is just a construct anyways. But anyways, and it's very and it's very interesting, the communal society. And I get it. You know, the idea that that money still exists, but it is it is used for something very more specific. I still want to know more about money. I'm sorry, units or no. uh, (laughs) You want to know about units? I still want to know... (laughs) I'll tell you about a unit. Uh, I still want to know about credits. Like, If credits are a thing that still exists, then how do you earn credits? And then if credits are still used for something important, then some form of of an economy must exist. People still have to manufacture that important thing. So like, I don't know. They talk shit on living in
1: cities and apparently all the cities are gone, which she's like, oh, all those people crammed together. That must be horrible. But like... Motherfucker, that's that's literally civilization. That's why we've <laughs> thrived for as long as we have is because we come together and form uh, you know, the, these uh, little little mini societies that that you know help do services and, and goods and whatnot for each other. That's that's life. Right. And- but I
0: guess I guess the idea is if you can travel to another planet in an instant, then you know, then what's you know, what's the point of living in a city? You could literally live in the middle of, you know, fucking nowhere Montana. But and be why? like, why well, I'm just I want gonna to. go to Saturn right now?
1: Why the fuck would I want like the this place where they live, which had been a city that is, is long gone. They they show like as he he's was, walking through the woods, they show flashbacks of where the city was when i like yeah. fucking miserable. Why the hell would I want to walk around in pajamas and sandals in the fucking woods living in a goddamn tent? Just because I can zap myself somewhere. No, fuck that. (laughs) I'm with you. I think it's absolutely weird,
0: but it's interesting that this is the cultural prediction that they have made.
1: Put that in your fucking headliner. Post it all over your goddamn social media. First off, (laughs) if, if the future
0: society is, is people walking around in sandals, uh, that's not for me. That's a hard I'm pass sorry. For you. <laughs> That's a hard pass. Uh, I uh, I would rather be considered a heretic than fucking walk around in sandals. That's my that's my that's the hill I will die on. I respect that.
1: Yeah, I've it's, I've taken to, to wearing sandals most of this year because there wasn't really any reason to put socks on for the majority of it. Sure. And so if if I had to go outside, it was in flip flops. But like all the time, all year round, no, like. My piggies would get cold. No, thank you.
0: Right. I I just... No, no, I I refuse. That's bullshit.
1: Anyways... I have handmade knit wool socks on, and they're cozy as fuck. Oh, see, that's great.
0: I appreciate that. (laughs) Anyway, so... So, as the movie progresses, you know, all hell breaks loose, we learn about this... The tribe of of brothers, which again Dollar Store Biff is in charge of, who talks like this, and everything is a proclamation. And uh,
1: the actor's terrible. name is David Affleck. Affleck, yeah, <laughs> it's like, not Ben Affleck. <laughs> it's like it's in, in a fucking cartoon or something like that. We got uh, yeah. we got David Affleck. David Affleck, that's amazing. No, 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 no sorry, no, David, David Affleck. David, David Affleck. <laughs> Which, No offense to David Affleck, but also all offense to David Affleck. <laughs> yes, but uh,
0: uh, so we'll give it we'll give it to uh, David Affleck. David Affleck is in fact a full time high school English teacher. So well, you know what? Thank you, David Affleck, uh, for acting on the side and being a full time high school teacher uh, English teacher. We appreciate you. That's, you're doing uh,
1: the, the real work, and we, you're doing we the respect that. You know you can yeah. you can make all the terrible movies you want, sir. We so, respect right.
0: you. David Affleck, we salute you here at uh, the <laughs> No White Podcast. So, uh, uh, yeah, so he, he runs this tribe and, you know, it, it seems like he has some sort of evil, um, like, ulterior motives, but they're very vague. Uh, we kind of still don't really understand, you know, he's like, ha ha, I'm going to send him out to space. But like, why? Like, again, it's very vague of what exactly the danger that this person poses. It's also very vague as as to, you know, even though he seems like he's doing something bad, like he's a bad guy and he ends up tasing someone um, who it just becomes irrelevant. It, it's just like, but, w- like, why? Like, what's the motive behind doing it? Just because you like being sadistic? I guess. I, it, but there's no end goal. There's no end goal for either Dave or uh, or Samuel.
1: It's <laughs> hinted that there is some sort of, like, governing council uh, of this area or, or of maybe just Earth. I don't know. Uh, and that the Council of Brothers maybe believes that that, is, like, has run its course and is no longer relevant to them. And they're going to essentially take over, it's hinted, it goes nowhere, Um, and it's hinted that uh, Samuel, that's the thing, yeah, Yeah, Samuel, uh, essentially sees whether uh, David is, in fact, the devil's child, or a time traveler, or just some asshole who stole clothes, and he sees him as a disruptive influence, uh, uh, and could possibly hurt their plans uh, to build a more uh, evil brotherhood society. I don't fucking know. And like he takes it upon himself to to bring justice, but it goes nowhere. Like it like they have this like space exploration uh, group, and he volunteers David to join it as like a punishment, but like. <clears throat> Wouldn't that be fucking badass? Like he, he they, he they still take fucking be in space. Fucking Captain Cody takes him out into space and like, see, you see that bright light? That's our star. And like, wow, this is really cool. And then like, you have to go back and do this again. He's like, no, <laughs> why would I do that? Um, like, yeah, I, it's, if,
0: if it's I really w- weird. Tried to
1: go a hundred years in the future to to meet up with my friends, and I missed the mark by fucking centuries. Uh, and they told me, I'm like, you know what? Your consolation prize says you can go hang out in space. Cool. Go, <laughs> fucking but, g- great. <laughs> but he's like, no, I have to stay with this woman who saw me peeing yesterday. Or like I have to and find also, my friends who I, I learned I've overshot by a century. Like, no, what is he right. holding him here? He has no right. more holding him to this time than he does to the time that he left.
0: And and it would be, you know, because obviously he implies that there is some sort of connection between him and Nalia. So like it would be even more advantageous for him to live in this society because one. He doesn't have to worry about anything, two, he's got a girl and three, he's got a dope fucking job going out in space and just kind of hanging out. So like I I, I don't understand what the downside. Perspective, I don't know. So so here's where it gets extra wonky. So, so he, he goes and he, he ends up finding, he has to go back into his, his little, uh, blanket thing and he's going to travel back in time in order to, to meet up with Sally. So he goes back in time to meet up with Sally or no, he meets up he's, with her now.
1: He like his plan I think was to just like escape further into the future and just be like, I'm, I'm done with this. But then like he decides like I'm done running like he makes a like a graveside promise to his parents or you know like very Bruce Wayne style yeah. uh and uh he goes to the mausoleum instead and I don't know what he expects to find there but like he he tries to open up Sally's crypt whatever and and he can't right. but then suddenly the door opens and there she is he like this is hmm. N-
0: now, did I miss a reveal that the reveal is, is that Dave and the Doc are the same person?
1: No. No, because I was looking thing, for something right? like that, too. But the, that no, that didn't happen. The, okay. The plan that Sally puts forth is that he can, if he gets in the box right now before she presses the button to bring Doc out of stasis, which... Again, I don't know which chamber they're in. I thought they were in hers, but apparently they're in his now. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah. You know, like, if you get in there now, when I press this button to bring Doc forward, because you cannot occupy the same space at the same time, it will send you back. So there was never a plan to go back in time. She just simply says, like, you can do this. You can go back to 2149 uh, where, you know, Doc supposedly had died. Uh, where, you know, they, she she published a book to, like, throw people off the, the case and then they they were going to travel forward. Again, why? I don't know. Doesn't matter. Never explained. Um, his idea being that he can go back and prevent the legend of the, you know, of, of Lucy's Lagoon, whatever the fuck the, the canyons are called. Right. Uh, and, you know, the devil's child from ever becoming a thing. And so, like, he can put a stop to, like, having, like, being hunted in the future. But, like, the idea, like, he'll go back and he'll meet up with Doc and Sally. No, yep. Yeah. When they, you know, are in that time frame. Which, again, how? Because the Doc is going forward and there's she's for, like... And then like, he would be in the back, and then she would be in the forward, yeah, and they would it's, be it's again six hundred to seven hundred years apart. <laughs> but like he gets back there and he sees them and he hugs them and like this is all great. And you know the the you know this is the, they're like oh the, this this future must seem pretty quaint. And he's like no not really because they're like in this massive like mega city and there's all this bustling traffic. And he's like oh so people don't use portals? And like <laughs> Doc's like well some people are lobbying for them, but they haven't really caught on yet. And then he's like, okay, cool. It's good seeing you guys again. I'm going to get back in the box and go back to 2738 or whatever the fuck it is. And all will be well. And I can go hit on Nalia who won't know who the fuck I am now.
0: Right. So you literally have to start from scratch. And the only thing that was interesting about you was the fact that you were from, you know, a thousand years ago (laughs) (laughs) or 800 years ago or whatever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Yeah. mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) So like. All right, uh, so should you watch this movie? No, I, I don't think you should. I can't recommend it uh, for any reason. I mean, I think the cultural aspects, like the cultural concepts that are brought up are are conversation starters, but I think you can find them in better movies. That's that's my, my thing. And I think you will find better
1: time travel movies. I mean, I guess the, I look at it from the perspective of, if you're angry all the time because you you've been reading the news and like you you look outside your window and people aren't wearing masks and like the whole the whole place is just a fucking steaming pile of garbage and you want to be angry about something else then yeah watch the movie and be angry about it.
0: Watch this movie. Yeah, 100% and then be angry about that. But I I uh again I cannot I can't recommend this movie. I just can't. I I don't think it's worth. I mean Kudos for them for making a movie for $40,000 that, I mean, like visually looks good. The sound is fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. Some people they're like their, their audio peaks and sometimes they're echoey. Uh, at one point Dave hits his chest and it's clear that he's hitting his microphone. Like it's very obvious that he's slapping the lavalier, you know, like the lavalier mi- microphone mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's, and it, you know, it's frustrating. Um, I, there was many moments where I was like turning up the volume and then going, ah, fuck, and I had to turn it down. Like it was just, it was very badly mixed. Um, yeah, man, uh, the actors, none of them are great. I mean, it's not like anyone gives a good performance. The only one maybe is Nalia. Um, but that's even like not saying much. Um, yeah. you know, uh, I can't recommend this movie. But if you were so apt to watch this movie because of the reasons Caleb said, it is available streaming for free on Tubi TV, uh or as well on uh, Prime Video if you uh, have Amazon Prime subscription and you want to watch it without a commercial break. Um, yeah, so, so there it is, uh, Escape 2120. Um, so we got one more episode left in this month and uh, I'm actually excited for this one. I really hope this one's good, but we are going to be watching the Terry Gilliam film Jabberwocky. Mm, uh, mm-hmm. so I'm really excited for that one that one's gonna be, I think it's gonna be cool um, so definitely check it out again if you haven't subscribed do subscribe, that way you'll know when episodes happen, we we drop a trailer on Thursdays and then an episode on Sunday
1: oh, I was I was thinking the whole time, I, I actually looked up where this was filmed I'm like this, this feels like it was filmed in like Appalachia um, it was filmed in Marietta, Ohio which <laughs> shares Nothing a border with good. uh with West Virginia uh the border being the Ohio River uh and also uh, Marietta is uh, uh is crossed by the uh Muskingum River I don't know how that's pronounced uh sure. and so yeah it's basically takes place exactly where i thought it did <laughs> exactly what it, it definitely this movie
0: definitely looks like it would it would be uh Ohio um yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So again, uh, I don't know. Don't watch this movie. But if you wanted to, Tubi TV, Amazon Prime. Uh, thanks for joining us, everyone. And we will see you next week.